Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now, you're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. What's going to be interesting, now that that cat's out of the bag, how does Belichick deal with that? He's going to give all the answers he always gives. It's going to be a boring, I'm on to Kansas City, I'm just working about this week. Do you have an understanding that Robert will not ask you to be back next year? Yeah, get ready for Kansas City. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm getting ready for Kansas City. Have you and Robert discussed your future beyond this season? Get ready for Kansas City. Getting ready for Kansas City. You know, on to Cincinnati came after a blowout after loss Kansas in City. Kansas City. Right. Right. So now he's getting ready for Kansas City. It would have been perfect if they had just played Cincinnati. They didn't. They just played Pittsburgh. But regardless, he's getting ready for Kansas City. He wasn't going to address that. And here's what I'll address. I think that Bill Belichick, I think we talked about this yesterday, but I, as I've thought about this more and more, Robert Kraft wants there to be a, you know, a, an elegant solution, for lack of a better term, where it all works and it's fitting and the clouds part and the heavens embrace, and 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 also the Patriots get a draft pick or two in <laughs> yeah. Bill Belichick when he goes to coach somewhere else. I don't know why Bill Belichick would go along with it, especially if it's going to be leaked somehow, some way, deliberately or accidentally, that Robert Kraft's already decided to move on from it. Bill Belichick's attitude very well could be, and frankly should be, yes. I'm here until you tell me I'm yeah, fired. And you're going to fire me because I'm not, yeah, I'm either going to coach or you're going to fire me. And if I do want to go somewhere, I'm going to go somewhere I want to go. And I don't want to trade away draft picks at my new job here and do that. So, yes, that's going to be his play. I would imagine you're spot on there, Mike. And there's a belief that Gerard Mayo is going to be the successor to Bill Belichick. Mayo said recently, one day I want to be a head coach. Where that is, I don't know. But at the same time, I would say I have a lot of love for New England, and it's kind of become just accepted in league circles that Mayo is the coach in waiting for the New England Patriots. There was a concern, though, at one point that they dig such a deep hole this year, you you almost have to have a Belichick exorcism and get rid of anyone who's ever been connected to him and start over. 
that was the concern I had at one point, especially after the loss to the Colts and that just the way that it happened and how weird it was, how they handled the quarterback situation. So we'll see. We'll see what Bill Belichick does, what Robert Kraft does, who gets the job. But, yeah, if I'm Belichick, why do I want to agree to a scenario where my next team has to give up a first-round pick or something like that that I could use to make my team better? It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So um, that's where we are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where we are for Thursday Night Football. Chargers at the Raiders, both teams five and eight. The game itself, I mean, it's Easton Stick versus Aiden O'Connell. It's football that's on TV, and there aren't many of these left. I'm not employed by or sponsored by Amazon, but I'm telling you this, you're going to miss it when it's gone, and bad football is still better than no football, so tune in and watch Easton Stick and Aiden O'Connell. I agree with that, but damn, this might be the hardest one to sell the whole year. This one's the hardest one to sell. It'll take a little extra extra booze to get in the right frame of mind for this one, I think. It's it's hard. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, one way to watch, one reason to watch, the only way to watch is to have Amazon Prime, unless you're in the local markets involving the game. One reason to watch, Brandon Staley might be getting toward the end of his tenure as head coach of the Chargers. Here he is talking about his future. Have you had conversations with ownership about your future here throughout the season at all? No. And do you feel comfortable that you'll finish off the season this year if things continue this way? I'm just focused on Thursday, Chris. Getting ready for Kansas City. Getting ready for Oakland. I mean, what else can you say? What else would you say? He's aware of the noise. He's an adult. He knows how this works. Very rarely does a head coach leave a job on his own terms. You... Stay as long as you thrive, and the moment you don't thrive for long enough, they fire you. That's how it goes. The future, what, what is it, the Fired Football Coaches Association started by John Gruden, he yeah. said at one point, we've either all been fired or we're going to be fired. There's very, I can't, I mean, I'm, Bill Walsh walked away on his own terms. Yeah. There aren't many that get to say, Sean Payton, I am retiring. Don Shula Don Shula retired, yeah. right? But Peyton didn't walk away. No, he but he walked away out of that else, spot but, to go yeah. somewhere else. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't happen very often, though. No, you're getting fired at some point, and uh, Staley maybe sooner than. When, when's the day going to come that like an, a coach like Brandon Staley or somebody's just going to be like, you know, I know I've been hearing it. Yeah, I'm, I'm in trouble. If we don't win down the stretch here, I'm in trouble. Right? I mean, what, what's so wrong about saying that? I mean, we Vrabel would say it. Vrabel uh, maybe. would say it. Right? You're right. It's like, well, you know, I mean, we all know it as a talking point. Why does it always have to be, you know, so? Well, I'm only focused on this week, and you know, speaking reality a little bit. But but it's a tough situation for Brandon Staley for sure. It is, and I think the writing's on the wall there. I mean, come on. They went to the playoffs last year, and you and I and everybody else that knows anybody in football knows they were this close to making a change last year. I mean, after having a 27-point lead in the wild card round. So I don't think it should come to a shock here where it's a defensive head coach and we still have a lot of the same issues, whether it's game management, the defense being crappy, a defensive head coach who never gets a run game going for his football team, right? And then couple that with a problem that was, 
you know, an issue before Brandon Staley even got with the Chargers, and you brought up many times the injuries and how they've always had to deal with that every year. You know, there's some systematical issues with the Chargers, obviously, uh, but yeah, there's some coaching issues, and and that's you know translated on the field to less than uh, you know less than stellar performances from a team that I think has better players than their record would show. The best dysfunctional team in the NFL is the San Diego or L.A. Chargers. It's dysfunctional to say San Diego, so I share in the dysfunction. <laughs> but they, they have issues. And it makes me wonder, will they even fire Brandon Staley? Dysfunctional teams do dysfunctional things. The rest of us would move on. The rest of us would recognize it's time for a change, and specifically an offensive head coach. But maybe Dean Spanos will decide not to. Maybe he'll decide to give it another year. We need to see what Kellen Moore and Brandon Staley can do together. We need to just keep moving forward. Maybe they don't prioritize winning. Maybe it's enough to just make a profit. There are teams out there that act like they want to win, but really just want to count the money at the end of the day. They're just happy to be in the game. And if we win a Super Bowl, so be it. That's great. But we win every year financially. That's the dirty little secret that all 32 teams enjoy and they keep it quiet because they don't want fans to think of it as a business. It is a business, and they're all kicking ass. They're all winning. They win the Super Bowl every year, all 32 teams. As the franchise values go up and the money keeps going up and up and up. All right, we do need to check the box on the injuries for tonight. We've got the graphic that we'll share with you because fantasy football players out there, as they get to their playoffs, probably have an interest in some of these names, like Keenan Allen, the Chargers receiver, being out with a heel injury, like Josh Jacobs questionable with a quad. Devontae Adams, questionable with an illness. A couple of names that may impact the lineups that got to be set tonight. If you're going to use these guys, you got to figure it out tonight uh, or move on to other options for Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Yeah, yeah, this is uh, not not encouraging, not a good list. I hope some of these guys that got questionable, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, Max Crosby, will play. Because, of course, they're the players you're looking at here with, you know, lack of quarterback star power in this matchup. That you go, well, they'll be the interesting ones to watch here. But, yeah, it's this is a odd football game this late in the year. It's two quarterbacks that are not starting quarterbacks in the NFL and are not going to be. And then, by all due accounts, we'll see. I mean, I you know, I certainly don't expect Brandon Staley to be back next year. And we'll see where, you know. Things go with Antonio Pierce and the Raiders, too. Uh, of course, I think that's very much up in the air. But, yeah, it lacks storylines. It lacks star power. Uh, it lacks true meaning in the playoff picture overall. I know both teams are still alive to a degree, but I don't really think they're actually alive to a degree here. And that's kind of what stinks about, you know, a standalone game on a Thursday night right now. But they are both alive, technically. They are. It is a standalone yeah. game. It's football. Yeah. It's on TV. And we're, if you're Josh Jacobs, yeah, this is what. Go ahead. You have no right. You have you have no security. I was just going to go season. there. Yeah, right. Go like, ahead. Like, why would you, why would you play? Uh, yeah. If there's any doubt? Why would you play? Right. You have a real injury. Yeah. You have a real injury. This isn't. Oh, I think I pulled a muscle. You have a real injury, and you and your team, as a practical matter, has no shot to make it to the playoffs. Why would you risk further injury as you are on the brink of either getting tagged a second time or becoming a free agent? Why would you do that? And this and 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 there, there will be some people out there who clutch pearls and say, well, you're under contract. You have to honor your contract. Look, this is the way the NFL works. If you deserve your reward and you don't get it, you need to protect your ability to get it. There's nothing wrong with saying I'm injured. 
I'm not comfortable risking further injury because I lack the financial security in the event that I do suffer further injury. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, you know, I, I got no problem with that. I don't. He is his investment. He's got to invest in himself. Oh, you know, playing in meaningless football game, and I don't know where my future is, and it certainly doesn't seem like it's with you guys who value me. You know, I understand that. I was about to go there, and I was kind of rambling too long, so I got off of it. But, yeah, that's the other thing that I'm a little scared tonight. Those guys that are on the line, they're going to go, eh, we kind of suck, and the season's over. I'm going to, ah, no, you know, I'm, I'm a little banged up. I don't think I can do it tonight. It's a little tight. I'm not sure. I mean, when I saw Keenan Allen was out yesterday, I just my first thought was he like kind of just read the room and went, "What? We suck. Our coach is getting fired, and what? It's fucking Easton Stick at quarterback. Uh, yeah, my heel hurts a lot, coach. My hurt heel hurts a lot. I can't run. I can't run. I mean, that's what I thought. You know, I'm certainly not accusing Keenan Allen, who I know is a baller, but those are the thoughts, yes, that are going to go through players' minds in this type of game. Devontae Adams, what's he looking at? We scored zero points last week. Everybody's talking about I'm trade bait after the year. I might be going to the Jets or somewhere else because they're going to blow this thing up and try to build a new team here with the Raiders. What's his incentive of going out there tonight and catching a ball over the middle and getting his head knocked off, right? So that's where the game also hurts, in my opinion, and, and you know, just is a little lackluster in that department. You know, usually with you, when an F-bomb is coming, it's like a, 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 you know, a kettle that's getting ready to whistle. Like, I know that it's coming. I yeah. can sense it building. The that came out of nowhere. Rising. Yeah. You really you really got me with that one. That's a little <laughs> too casual. We're getting a little too comfortable with the, uh, the salty language here on PFT Live. But, you know, your point is very real. I believe Devontae Adams will quite possibly, I'm not going to say probably or likely, I'm not going to put a percentage on it because they could hire a coach that makes him say, I want to be here. They could bring in a quarterback that makes him say, I want to be here. Because remember, he wanted to go to Las Vegas to be closer to family. So I think it's going to take a lot for him to go somewhere else. So they could make some changes that would get him to stay. But at least for now, you got to be thinking, where am I going to be next year? Why am I going to go out there and get myself injured and then be less attractive to the team that would otherwise trade for me next year if I want to go somewhere and try to win a Super Bowl? So these are all issues. These are business issues that affect the players as we get closer and closer to the end of a lost season. That's why I love it when the planets line up in a way that you see players go out and play hard in one of these games that really doesn't mean all that much. That's why it was impressive to see the Giants doing what they're doing. They're technically alive, but come on. And the Titans, they're technically alive, but come on. They go out and play hard. But you have individual guys, if you're banged up and if your future's in doubt, we're getting to that point now with four games left. We're getting to that point where probably not the smartest thing to go out there and risk further injury if there's a legitimate way to do it. I I, I would agree with that. You know, it, it's tough. And I know people are going, yeah, you're paid and you're under contract. But like we talked about, this is, you know, for an NFL player, their body is their business. It is. And, yeah, when there's a lot on the line and yet there's not a lot of line on the actual competitive playing field, except there's a lot on the line in your personal, oh, no, the risk reward, whoa, the risk way out, outweighs the reward right now. That is hard on football players, and I'll be interested to see how some of these questionable tags end up actually playing out tonight before the game starts. 
We're going to take a break. When we return, we pivot back to the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey say they both trust Kadarius Toney. The question is, should they? More PFT Live right after this. I know KT was over there from the route he ran, and I saw him out of the corner of my eye in a lateral position, in a position where I knew if I could get him the ball, I knew he had space to score a touchdown. What did Andy say when you got to the sideline? I didn't talk to I didn't talk to Patrick. <laughs> you didn't talk to him? Dude, Dude, in retrospect, could you imagine? If that didn't work. If that got tipped. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just start sprinting over and then just see. I could see Coach Reed just in my head. Just come here. The end result was good. A couple more guys. Don't come back to the bench if it's not. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's it. That's what would have happened. The ultimate risk reward for Travis Kelsey with the pass caught and he looks for an opening. There's a couple of bills there. He sees Kadarius Toney and he just whips it over schoolyard style and it's a touchdown until it isn't. The thing is that Offside penalty would have been declined by the Bills if there had been a fumble or an interception or some other mishap after Travis Kelsey went that way. So it ended up being all risk and no reward because Kadarius Toney was lined up offside. Yeah, no, I mean, it's an awesome play, as we know. Travis Kelsey, I think it speaks to, you know, when when you we talk about players, right, and the new players, the game's fast and the speed of the game, and it's kind of chaos, but the players that are Hall of Famers and special – like the game's a slow motion picture to them and stuff like that. And the awareness and just the thought process is so slowed down, so comfortable that, yeah, you could catch a ball in the middle of the field and be like, damn, this is awesome. I'm like a kid in the backyard again. Oh, hey, there's my buddy Rob over there. Let me lateral to him so he can run up the sideline and score. We can win the backyard battle here. I mean, that that's how comfortable – Kelsey and Mahomes are and what makes them so special and and some of these clutch moments we see. And even though that play did not count, there is a benefit moving forward. You're going to have defensive players when Travis Kelsey catches a pass and starts looking around or maybe pulls his arm up just to get a commitment. Yeah, you're right. Create an opening. Right. Pulls it down and shoots through. It's something to think about if you're defending Travis Kelsey after he's caught a pass the rest of the way. And wouldn't it be something if there is a moment between now and whenever the Chiefs season ends where he starts into that and does an okie doke, does a fake? You know, we see sometimes the quarterback will be clearly past the line of scrimmage, do a little fake to freeze a defender. But this would be, this would be something that maybe gets a defender to commit one way, think he's going to pick it off, knock it backward, whatever, and Travis Kelsey just slips through and scores a touchdown or something. So it, it does set that up, and he's smart enough to be thinking about that possibility going yeah. forward. So small, very small, very small positive coming out of what he did on Sunday. Yeah, no, you're right. You know, it, it's got overshadowed by the you know bad alignment by Kadarius Tony that was egregious and needed to be called. So let's make that clear. 
Uh, but yeah, we'll see. And you know, you're like you're saying, Kelsey and them, yeah, 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 they're they're smart, they're cool under pressure. I wouldn't be shocked. And and to your point, like you know, if you're covering Kadarius Tony, maybe you're a hair a hair slower to rally to tackle just because you're going. Wait, this crazy dude, eighty seven, could laterally. Let me just stay on him here, and then he, like you said, pulls the okie doke and gets an extra 10, 15 yards running. Uh, I'll be interesting to see if he makes it part of his arsenal. One of the stranger moments from the aftermath of that play, because remember, at the time, they have a couple more plays. After the fourth down play, Patrick Mahomes got hit. The ball lands between a couple of different people, and Mahomes loses his shit. And we really didn't know what he was upset about. And and we we scrambled to find out that he was still upset about the offside call. uh, And he was upset about it even beyond the end of the game. He was upset about it to the point where it became his grievance that he presented to Josh Allen at midfield for the traditional ceremonial, hi, how are you, see you next time, great game, whatever. Here's both Mahomes and Josh Allen from yesterday talking about that awkward post-game handshake slash airing of grievances. Yeah, def- definitely emotion talking when I was uh, talking to Josh at the at midfield. Um, just just to lose the football game, a, a tough football game in a tough way. Uh, and I, I but I let it uh, go on too long because I mean, like I said, um, he had nothing to do with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he he reached out to me, and I was just like, it's it's football. It's a game of emotion. You know, I didn't. I I know he didn't mean anything by it. I know the cameras kind of caught the last few seconds of what we were talking about. But um, you know, he's a he's an ultimate competitor. He wants to win and. Um, you know, that's why, uh, he is who he is. Yeah. And Josh Allen handled it. Well, he just stood there and took it and he understood in the moment exactly what was happening. That's right. You know, it would have been funny if he would have said something like, oh, sucks for you, not for us. (laughs) But yeah, regardless, regardless, Mahomes acknowledging that he went too far. Yes. I really do think it was a manifestation of all the frustrations they've dealt with this year. It all came in one moment. And, and as we've said, they really don't want to blame Kadarius Tony because it's kind of a delicate dance to get the most out of Kadarius Tony, to not criticize him, to not say anything that'll get him to shut down, to maybe not want to be on the Chiefs anymore, to not want to practice. You know, all the little irregularities that we've seen from Kadarius Tony, they're trying to avoid having those happen, even as they tolerate the irregularities that happen on the football field. Yeah, no, they're, they're going to try to keep, you know, those positive vibes alive with him. They need him. They know that, you know, they know he's one of a few guys on the offense that can go above and beyond the play that's called, you know, like we saw last year, you know, in the Super Bowl or whatever, he can make plays that are, you know, like wowing and they want to keep that alive. Because they, as in the Kansas City Chiefs, are still going to sell to themselves that, hey, we are the Chiefs. You know, we've been to three out of four Super Bowls. We won two of them. And this year, yeah, we're sitting here at eight and five. But damn, you know, we could be sitting here at 12 and one. Uh, That's what they're going to continue to sell themselves. Like, they're going to look at it like, you know, I said yesterday, I think it was, or maybe it was Monday. They're going to go, the only team that's really beat us this year was that second Broncos game. They're going to sell to themselves in their locker room and in team meetings to go, we beat ourselves against Detroit. You know, we beat ourselves against the Eagles. We didn't catch the ball. We got a bad call against the Packers. We probably should have won that one. And the same thing with Buffalo. So, you know, that's where, 
their belief in self and what they are as an organization and a football team, they want to keep that going. And Kadarius Tony's positive vibes and all of that are, are a big part of that. I want to watch and study the way that the comments were delivered yesterday from both Mahomes and Travis Kelsey about their faith in Kadarius Tony as they try to continue to coax the best possible performance out of Tony. Let's have a listen and a look at what they said and how they said it. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What was your message to Kadarius? Just be you, man. I mean, that, that's all you can do in, in life or in, the, in this league. I mean, you're going to make mistakes. I mean, stuff's going to happen in your life. Um, how, how do you accept that adversity and, and get past it and do it the right way? And um, Coach Reed preaches that, um, and I, that's how I roll. Is I mean, you make one mistake, that's not going to define you. It's going to be how you respond to that mistake. He lined up like that all game, didn't get worn, blah, blah, blah. We, you know, don't call it in that position. You can't put you can't put it in in the ref's hands in that position. We've talked about plays like this all the time, especially in critical moments. I love KT. If we get the opportunity again, I'm going to throw that shit right into his chest again. Hopefully he gets there. Um, and I got all the all the faith in the world, that dude. He's one of our best players, man. He's one of the best players we got with the ball in his hands. You turn on the film, you watch what he does when the ball's in his hands, and you can't tell me you don't want that guy on your team, man. So all the all the everybody hating on KT right now, man. I'm not trying to hear that you can you can fucking miss me with it. Uh, I'm 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 trusting in one nine every time he's out there on the field. <laughs> uh, oh, 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 oh. Pete's in trouble. <laughs> it's okay for Chris to just casually let it drop, but if it's in the free, that, that's fine. That's fine. That 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 will be fine. Uh, I kind of like that. I kind of like it. twice today. Now I've been flummoxed by an f bomb. Okay, so Kelsey's doing what he has to do. They're intoxicated by the high end potential of Kadarius Tony. They want that on their team. They hope that they can convince him to iron out the other stuff. You know, Mahomes is trying a little bit of the Jedi mind trick. It's how you respond to it. In other words, could you please get your shit together? 
Could you please, could you please not do that again? Could you please commit yourself to not tying your shoelaces together? Could you commit yourself to doing the job the right way, like everyone else is doing on this team? But they don't want to come out and say it. He's got power. His talent gives him power, Chris. His, his and he could abuse it. He could say they ain't going to do anything to me. What are they going to do to me? They're not doing anything to me. They need me. I'll do whatever I want. They need me. Yeah, that, well, that's why they do. I, you know, and that's why they've kind of dealt with the drop passes, you know, injuries, other mistakes that he's made this year, even back into last year. But you know, like like you heard me say, like you heard Travis Kelsey, they he's he's one of the few that can do special things on their team right now. So they're going to, you know, stay the course with him. One, you know, they're cool anyways. We've talked about this. They're kind of a renegade dynasty anyways. It's a little different than, you know, the Steeler way or, you know, we're going to be physical and do things the right. Or the 49ers and, you know, it's the West Coast offense and we're going to be exactly the same way, right? Or the Patriot way. You know, the, the Chiefs are a little bit like, hey, we're stars and we're just better than you. We're going to come out there and kick your ass. I don't know how we're going to do it. We're going to kind of make it up on the fly. And that's why, you know, I do think they have a little bit of a, you know, what do I, a, a, a little bit more room for error because they tow that line of, you know, entertainer, playmaker, all that. We've seen Mahomes throw interceptions on jump hook Kareem Abdul-Jabbar throws. And you go, what the hell? You know, we've seen Kelsey spin and fight for extra yards and fumble the ball. They're always looking to make plays. They're going to stay the course with this guy because they believe in themselves as a team. And they know that when it comes time, playoffs, he might be a guy that can make a big punt return in the Super Bowl and the AFC Championship or reverse play or whatever that can put them over the edge. And that's why they're going to hang in there with that and his personality and some of the baggage that comes along with Kadarius Toney. Before we go to break, I'm going to make a pretty obscure reference to a Christopher Nolan movie that is underappreciated. But I keep thinking of this moment when I think of Kadarius Tony. Yeah. And it goes like this. The movie's called The Prestige. It's excellent. Oh, I like The Prestige. who develop a yeah. passion and a hatred for each other. Okay, remember the part where Hugh Jackman's character, right. the great Danton, yeah. as he was uh, called, he has the double who is the drunk... And he's bumbling, but he looks just like him, and he uses him for the big trick. And when that guy realizes how much Hugh Jackman, a.k.a. the great Danton, needs him, that guy's got all the power. And that's the danger with Kadarius Tony. Once he realizes that he's the body double for the great Danton, he's got even more power that he could abuse if he chooses to do so. But that's kind of where he is because they need him. And this process, depending upon how he reacts to it, he could conclude, you know what? They really need me. I don't need to follow what they want me to do. I can take full advantage of the situation because they need me more than I well, need them. Yeah, okay, yeah. But, you know, at some point the tables will turn there. Because if you continue to do stuff like this and all that, you're going to go, damn, I wish you would want me and pay me a lot of money to want me. So that's where... You know, at some point, he's got to right the ship there. And I can't imagine, even though, you know, I'm sure he's, you know, got thick skin or whatever, that he, he can't like the criticism this week, the criticism he got with the Detroit Lions. Nobody wants to be, you know, 
an internet, a social media meme. Uh, and, and Nobody that, wants to be called Chubbs by exactly, Chris Exactly right. So, yeah, that's, that's where I would think, you know, it hits on a little bit of a personal effect there where, you know, a player like him doesn't want to deal with either. And without revealing any spoilers, when you watched The Prestige the first time, did you not want to immediately watch it again? After it ended? Well, it wasn't like immediate, but I remember there was one of those movies you were like, wait, you know, that was awesome. And there were some parts where I got to like shake out. It was kind of complicated. Like I need to watch that again. And it's one of those, like you watch the second and third time, right? You pick up little things that you missed the first time. And uh, a very good movie. Christian Bale, Hugh Jackman, they, they kill it in that one. All right, we need to take a break. When we return, Justin Jefferson says he's playing Saturday. How well will he play that and some other props as week 15 arrives? More PFT Live right after. You're already watching the game on your phone in the ambulance? Yes. (laughs) Yes. On your phone in the emergency room for x rays? Yes. I was yelling, I was screaming. Uh, you know, the, the people that was really, you know, hurt now, they probably was annoyed by me. <laughs> well, that was the first time I was in the ambulance in the ER. So, uh, it was definitely an experience for me that I don't want again. <laughs> Vikings receiver Justin Jefferson took a big hit on Sunday in the first half, exited the game, went to the hospital. Yeah, you got to make sure everything's okay in there. Chris, you've lived through that. With the spleen injury, there's yep. organs that can be injured. You thought maybe it was a kidney thing right away. It's amazing that he's okay. The guy, I, I'm I'm amazed that he left the game because we've seen him get banged around and he's like in. It's tough as hell, but right? Yeah. It was a little. That was a little. It was a little moment for him, I think, to realize there are times where you do need to get properly checked out. And now he says he's playing on Saturday. He's been limited in practice Tuesday and Wednesday. They go to Cincinnati, face the Bengals. The props, let's start there with Justin Jefferson's receiving yards. Over under 75.5. He's got 85 or more receiving yards in all four games this season that he has finished. He had 27 before leaving early in the second quarter on Sunday. Are you over or under 75.5 for J.J. on Saturday? I'm going over here. I am. I, you know, I mean, it's, it's – yeah, he hasn't played in a while. I get that. But he's still going to be prime target number one for Nick Mullins and Kevin O'Connell. It's a Cincinnati defense that yeah, has done some better things here as of late. But, you know, they still let up a lot of big plays and yards and everything else there. You know, they, they're kind of – they get a little tough when you get in the red zone. They don't necessarily give up points, but I would think Justin Jefferson and company have a, a you know some big plays in the pass game in this one. You get that Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, yeah. teammates at LSU, right? A little bit of a rivalry. Definitely. Chase has an ankle injury. He said yesterday he's 100% playing as well. So I think they'll both be out there to make for a great Saturday game, assuming their respective quarterbacks can get the ball to them. Cowboys Bills, one of the biggest games of the week. Over, under, well, better bet. Let's do this. Better bet. Dak Prescott over 280.5 passing yards or Josh Allen over 263.5. Dak has had over 280.5 only five times this season, but they all came in the last seven games. Allen 
has cleared 263.58 times, but he didn't do it last week against the Chiefs. So which yeah. is more likely to beat that number? Yeah, I, I mean, this is a this is one where I, I really honestly want to go. I think both will be under the numbers we said, okay? I worry about the Bills being able to separate versus the Dallas corners and them getting locked down, right? And the pass rush there. I'm going to go with Dak Prescott on this one. I'll go with that over the 280.5. I don't feel incredibly comfortable about it, but the way their offense is functioning, you know, they, the Bills are primarily a zone defensive football team, and you know, Dallas can protect pretty well. Uh, I'll take that one, even though I'm not, you know, in love with either one. I'll go with Josh Allen. I'm having a hard time picking this game. Yeah. A real hard time picking yeah. this game. It's a we'll do it coming one. up on the Thursday right. Joint Mega Picks podcast. But. You know, the Bills got a lift on Sunday, beating the Chiefs. They've had some other things go their way. They're getting some of the help that they would need, and they're within striking distance of the Dolphins. I think we're going to see a different Bills team on Sunday, and that's going to contribute to Josh Allen being over 263.5. Ravens at Jaguars, Sunday night football. Lamar Jackson over under 280.5 combined passing and rushing yards. He has cleared that seven times this year. 386 last week against the Rams. Yeah, I'm going to go over. But the way the Jaguars are playing D right now, I'm definitely going over. And you know, Lamar won the design quarterback runs, but Lamar has just the absolute Midas touch as far as when to scramble. You know, I'm going to hang in the pocket and be a passer to the last possible second and then run. And then, and then you know, again, this is a – a defense that is not great at getting pressure on the quarterback with their front four, right, to where I think he could have some time and dance around a little bit. And I also think at times maybe it could end up to them blitzing and then being favorable plays downfield throwing the football. I'll go over in this one right here with Lamar. Yeah, I will too. It's Sunday night football, prime time, standalone. They're trying to get the one seed. He's trying to make a case for MVP. Well, not, he's just trying to do his job, but he's making a case for MVP along the way. He's, you know, and I could see like John Harbaugh or somebody else using that. You know, we're hearing all this talk about Brock Purdy and all this talk about Tua and other, where's Lamar Jack? Hey, Lamar, what do you think? Don't you think I could see how Harbaugh would push his? Buttons. Oh yeah, hey, sure. Lamar, don't you think it's weird? Don't you think it's weird that? <laughs> that they're not mentioning you in any of this. And, and, and the next thing you know, Lamar Jackson's ready to go for maybe 480, not, uh, not 280. Um, last one, and this is a great – There's a lot. There's of some games good games this week. There's together, some really tight and ones. And we're going to see yeah. this separation. Right. Seven and six Broncos at the nine and four Lions. Jared Goff over under .5 interceptions. He's had nine turnovers in the last four games. And just as of yesterday, he had another turnover. And that sounds like a bit – Oh, but it's true. They took the fumble away from his center and gave it to him yeah. yesterday. Previously, the fumble had been assigned to the center, and now it's assigned to Goff. So he had three turnovers on Sunday against the Bears, not two. Nine over the last four games, not eight. Over under for interceptions for him on Saturday night, .5. He's had an interception in seven games this season, two against the Bears to go along with what is now a lost fumble. Yeah, well, that lost fumble should have been on him. We, we watched that replay. It hit him right in the hands. He, he, he closed his hand a little early, it looked like, and, and therefore kind of jammed his fingers into the ball, and that's why it was a fumbled snap. It wasn't a, a bad snap by any stretch of the imagination. I'm going to go over. I'm just going to go with the trend right now. You know that he's, he's got the turnover bug, and – Damn, the Broncos are good on defense. They're good as hell on defense right now. 
So, yeah, I think he's due for at least a turnover. I know this is interception. I'll give him one interception. Uh, I will, too. Maybe more than one. I, You know, I, 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 I'm trying to measure my words carefully here, but I've said it before. I don't need to say it again. The Lions are realizing Jared Goff can get them to a certain point but no farther. And he may not even get them to a division championship, depending upon how the next four weeks go. They should win the NFC North. They should. Packers they losing should Monday night, night really saved their ass. That, that's for sure. Right? Well, but the Vikings, the Vikings, the Vikings, Vikings have to yeah. do. Right. The, the Vikings, if they win out, they'll win the division because along the way they'll sweep the Lions. But the, the, the Vikings could lose another game or two because I think the Lions could lose Saturday night to the Broncos. I hear you. And I think they will lose two weeks from this Saturday at Dallas. So it may come down to the Lions don't win another one and the Vikings go two and two and they win the division at what? Nine and eight. All right. Uh, don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $150 in bonus bets instantly. Plus all customers can get a no sweat same game parlay every single Day. Download the app and use the promo code PFT Live when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. When we return, the NFL is going south of the border, down Mexico way, or more south. <laughs> PFT Live back after this. Hey, get your peacock here. Hey, we got peacock here. We got peacock. Anybody want some peacock? Get your peacock, okay? Hey, this weekend, all right? We got a good one here, Florio. The undefeated Arizona Wildcats are the number one basketball team in the nation, but they are underdogs this Saturday as they head to Indiana to face the number three Purdue Boilermakers. Stream the heavyweight matchup live Saturday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern on Peacock, hey, get your peacock here, okay, and you know, get it anyways. Next Saturday, we got a double header on Peacock, right? We got some football, no. so you well, might as yes, well buy it now. Yeah, technically, the double header is on Peacock. The early game, Steelers hosting the Bengals, is on NBC. Uh, is on as both, well. right? Yeah. The late game, Bills at Chargers, exclusively on Peacock. You can only see it on Peacock unless you're in the local markets of the two teams, and there will be a playoff game exclusively on Peacock. Peacock is reasonably priced. You can see us on there. You don't get a discount for that. And uh, there's there's a, a library of great shows and movies, including every episode of The Office, plus multiple seasons of extended Office episodes, which you can't see anywhere, and they are awesome. All right, NFL expanding its international footprint. They will play a game next year in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Sao Paulo is two hours ahead of Eastern right. Standard Time. So right. it's now... 10.44 a.m. in Sao Paulo. It's a 10-hour flight direct from New York, 13 hours from L.A., 14 hours from Seattle. So they better pick their teams accordingly, and this adds to the travel burden for both teams as the NFL plays more games in more locations. So welcome, Brazil, to the collection of countries the NFL is invading as the NFL tries to become a global sport, turn a billion-dollar industry into a trillion dollar industry if you can get people around the world as passionate about the game as we are here yeah hey i mean it's cool i love that they're gonna you know expand the international the game a little bit there and we're gonna see it in different countries different areas different fans get to you know enjoy it and 
And I enjoy the early morning games or before the 1 p.m. Eastern game to watch that. And damn, if the NFL could go down to Brazil where we know, you know, soccer is king, a.k.a. football to the rest of the world, and they can fill up a stadium and do that, I mean, that only means good things for the expansion of the league, you know, worldwide. When they started this in 2007, I said this is a 50 or a 100-year plan to do to soccer what football did to baseball in this country. And it sounds inconceivable that football could ever rival soccer, but in the 50s, it would have been more ridiculous to the average American for anyone to think that football would ever pass baseball and then leave baseball in the dust. In we the take dust. A break. Matchup draft for week 15 right after this. I miss her a lot, but my wife Katie is a Jedi master at investing into what it takes for me to operate. Maybe she goes to the office. Oh, she has an idea. Mike McDaniel with his young daughter. Uh, some kid gibberish. Like Boo and Monsters, Inc. <laughs> right. That's great. It's it great. Is. Yeah. And she was not stopping. She was undeterred by the fact that nobody understood what the hell she was saying, and that made it even better. Hard Knocks has been fun this season. They turned it around from Monday night to Tuesday night because they had the Titans game, and they had plenty of coverage from that. So I've, I've been watching it every week. In season, for the first time ever, I've been watching it every week and enjoying it. All right. Matchup drafts, week 15. Trivia question. Two receivers have a touchdown catch in 10 different games this year. Tyreek Hill is one. Who is the other, Chris? Oh, my gosh. Wow. This is a a good one here. Holy crap. I mean, I feel like it's one I really should know. And I don't know where to go here. I mean, my I want to uh, – and don't – He makes me, one every – he's good for one every week. God. He's good for one every week. I'm, I'm going to say it's Cortland Sutton. heard me Sutton. say that. Cortland Sutton, right? Yeah. I, to me, I was going down. I was like, is it Cortland Sutton? Is it A.J. Brown and Puka Nakua? Those were the three names that were in my head, right? Uh, but then when you gave me that little line there, that's when I knew it was Cortland Sutton. Damn good year by him. Good All right, go him. ahead. First All right. Matchup right. draft. I'm going to take the pick you wanted to take right off the bat. Justin Jefferson versus Jamar Chase. That's the one I'm excited. I know they won't be on the field at the same time. But, damn, you know, this is – Definitely two of the three or four best receivers in football for my money. I mean, Tyreek, Debo, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, man, I A.J. Brown. To me, that's where the list starts as far as top receivers in the game. And these two old college teammates, right? You know, yeah, there is something personal to them. It's fun personal, but they compete in the gritty. They compete on who's the better you know, receiver on the football field. And I think that, yeah, each one of them will want to show the other up in this game. So I'm excited to see those two go at it. It will be three weeks ago tomorrow that the Dolphins and the Jets got together in the first ever Black Friday game. Zach Wilson did not play in that game. He will be playing in this one. Zach Wilson against the Dolphins defense could be a different outcome with a loose and rejuvenated Zach Wilson and a Dolphins team that suddenly is a little wobbly and has to worry about the Bills catching them or at least making Week 18 Bills-Dolphins a winner-take-all game for the AFC East. 
I want to see what Zach Wilson can do after putting up 30 points in the second half alone of Sunday's game against the Texans. I hear you. Let's see if they can build on that. I, I, I don't know. Is it? Did they know some tricks about the D'Amico Ryans defense that Robert Sala taught D'Amico Ryans? Or you know, are they something there on the offensive side of the ball? But either way, the Milfinator was hot last week, so that was fun to watch. All right, so this my next one will go to... I'm going to go to Buffalo and Dallas. It would have been awesome to see Diggs versus Diggs, but we're not going to see that because Trayvon Diggs is hurt. But I, Diggs versus Deron Bland, we're going to see that. I can promise you that. I mean, Dallas is going to play man-to-man. They're stubborn. They don't give a damn who you are and who they're playing. It's still going to be the, the, the majority of their calls on the defensive side of the ball. Can Diggs make some plays on Deron Bland, separate? Can Allen hit him? To me, that'll be a big part of dictating who wins the football game. I'm going to go Andy Reid versus Bill Belichick Ah, because it could be for the last time, at least in their current jobs. They'll meet again, most likely. Who knows where Bill Belichick will resurface, but they've had plenty of battles. And this is another one. Bills, Cowboys, and Chiefs, Patriots. I'm struggling with who I'm going to pick because I could see Bill Belichick having a few tricks up his sleeve. They match up well with them. Patrick Mahomes already frustrated. They're already frustrated. They're They're already confounded. Yeah. Wow, who? Wow, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm wrestling with it. So the chess match between the two coaches, I think one of the great matchups of the week. All right, let's take a break. We'll do one more round of the matchup draft for week 15 when PFT Live concludes right after this. Forty-three years ago today, the Browns, top seed in the AFC, Vikings fighting for their playoff lives. The coolest, smoothest Hail Mary of all time, Ahmad Rashad, previously known as Bobby Moore, reaches back and just kind of nonchalantly plucks the ball out of the sky. Not even the sky. It's there at waist level and saunters into the end zone. It was incredible. I remember that moment vividly. I was 15 years old. There they are. They're going crazy. It doesn't quite make up for the Hail Mary against the Cowboys five years earlier. But it helped a little bit, Chris. Yeah, it should. It should have took off the edge there. I mean, man, I mean, that, the year Cleveland, they were so good, right? This was the Brian Sipe cardiac kids. Yeah, right. They lost their divisional playoff game to the Raiders, I believe. But cool moment. It always goes back to your damn Vikings. Whoopity-do. Whoopity-do. I just happened to see it on Twitter today. It's yeah. the anniversary, well, 43 years. Yes. Aren't you 43 or are you 42? I'm 43. Were you alive then? I'm 43. You... Yes. Yeah, so you were alive yeah. then. You I was. You were sitting there in a diaper, squishing around in your own poop watching, That's that, right. yes. watching that game. That's right. Thank right. you very uh, much for that. Like you're doing, like you're, like you're doing right now. Give me, a, <laughs> <laughs> give me another matchup. I'm going to go another the, time. How about those, those Eagles receivers, right, versus that Seattle secondary Seattle defense stinky we know that can Devon Witherspoon Tariq Woolen can they shut down Devontae Smith and AJ Brown I'm excited to watch that Monday night I I've got a this continues a theme throughout the course of the week I want to see the Saints Vans versus Tommy DeVito I want to see how creative and colorful the folks in the bayou are in sticking it to my paisan from New Jersey. That's it for today. <laughs> See, See you for the matchup or the or the pick show or whatever it is. Ah, yeah, crash the plane. 
Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.